Welcome back in everyone to an exciting episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are so excited to bring you, well, to welcome back this show and to welcome in these great artists involved with it. It's been literally almost a year to the day that we talked to this group when they were premiering back in Australia. And of course, I'm speaking about Australian Theatre Live. And this is really exciting because Australian Theatre Live is now streaming in the U.S. You can visit australiantheatre.live for more information and to sign up for your subscription, which is so affordable. Wait till you hear all the details about it. And here to talk to us about this incredible, incredible channel and the rolling out here in the States, we have the creative director and co-founder, Grant Dodwell, the producers, Lucy Clements and Emma Wright. And we are just so excited to have all of them here today. We're so excited to be talking about Australian Theatre Live once again. So let's go ahead and welcome in our guests, Grant, Lucy, Emma, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have all of you here. We've been talking for a little bit now. And I mean, I could go on and on and on about this channel. When it first came across our radar last year, as you all were starting up, we felt so honored to be able to, to bring our listeners in on that. But it was only in Australia at the time. And now here you are here in the States. And I am just over the literally about a year later. And you just are coming off of streaming the play White Fella Yellow Tree down at the embassy, the Australian embassy in Washington, D.C. And as we're recording today, you're also streaming that, I believe, Grant, you said at the Dolby Theater here mm-hmm. in New York. And it's sold out. I mean... Yeah. The growth and everything that this channel has seen in a year is so exciting, so impressive. The things you all are doing, it's incredible. And so I want to catch up our listeners a little bit about what we've been talking about, because, I mean, we just jumped right into it, and it was exciting. You you all are just amazing. So, Grant, I want to bounce back to you real quick as one of the co-founders and just have you, you know, give our listeners a quick briefing about what Australian Theatre Live is. Okay, well, Australian Theatre Live films live performance, and it, and it's very diverse. There's many different theatres that we film in, so it's not just one theatre, it's many Australian theatres, ranging from the Malthouse in Melbourne, Sydney Theatre Company, the major companies, right through to Griffin Theatre Company, the old Fitz Theatre Company, various smaller you would call them, I guess, off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway companies. So there's a real eclectic collection. And we've even got opera. We've got a French comic opera that uh, one of our venerated directors, Neil Armfield, directed. Very, very funny. And that's full. So, okay, so we go in, we film one performance only. So what you're seeing is it's like you were sitting in that theatre that night. And we like to make it as though you're sitting in the front row you're part of that. And then I'm just saying with this white feather yellow tree, which I think we could use as an idea, we had something like 10 cameras in the theatre. It's a smaller theatre, 10 to 11 cameras. Six of those are operated. Each actor is mic'd, so the sound is very clear. The, we take the, we don't, not like NT Live, which they cut live, we don't do that. We actually take it away and post-produce it. 
So we sit, the editor sits in there. Once we have a, a draft or first cut, we invite the creatives, the director of the stage play, the director of sound, the sound designer, all those people come in, view it and make their comments because we're a conduit for their work. And then once that's all put together, we can have a bit of a cinema season if it's a bigger production. And then we ideally want to take it out into areas, into regional Australia that can't have access. So it's affordability access is the sort of area that we we want our the, the Australian theatre creative work to get out into. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. We've been going a year, as you say. We were lucky enough to apply for funding to come over to both these screenings of White Fell Yellow Tree by an award-winning playwright, Dylan Vandenberg, who is himself a First Nations man from northeast Tasmania. So it is really a First Nations production through and through. It's been co-directed. It's it, it stars two First Nation actors and it's a, a beautiful love story set about two or three years after the first white Australia or white, not white Australians, the whiteies arrived in Sydney. So, yeah. So and Griffin is one that we have six productions in and it's one of our main theatres that we've been filming in. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I love all of that. And listeners, if you'd like to kind of know more of the origin story behind this channel, I encourage you to go back and listen to our episode where we sat down with Sean Landis to talk about the formation of Australian Theatre Live and everything that went with it. Lucy, I want to ask you as one of the producers, what has it been like developing the channel over the last year and getting ready for this U.S. rollout? Yeah, absolutely. We can't really believe we just hit a year old on the channel. That year I went so quickly. So it's been a huge amount of work behind the scenes. We spent a lot of time, obviously, during that pandemic that no one likes to mention anymore because we're all triggered. That that was a really significant time for digital theatre to make more of a place in our community. And we're so excited that even though theatre's up and running, that, that digital theatres continue to kind of have this position in our community as well, uh, particularly in Australia, right? Like where you have to imagine we have almost the same landmass as you do here, but we only, we have, I think, under 30 million people. So it's a, a what is that, about a 30th of <laughs> the population. So we have so many communities that just don't have access to theatre in the way that we do here in New York. So it's so special for us to be able to provide that for everyone. So this year's really been about reaching out to those communities. We had, we, yeah, we've done really big tours of our works before this. We had our Sydney Festival tour, which went all over Australia into regional communities. And now to take that online, I mean, that really is the next step to accessibility. So that really is available to anyone with internet. So that, that's been a really big year connecting with those communities. And now what is really magical about that, once, once it's online, once you're, you're digital, not only can we make it accessible to regional communities in Australia, but we can also make it available to the world. And it's been so exciting to take Australian talent and Australian stories and particularly First Nations stories to an international community and share those over here. So we've the last maybe four months, we've been really working hard towards this US tour, which has taken us to Washington and New York. 
and we'd be connecting with 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 producers and schools all over those two areas as well as the audiences because importantly as well as launching our platform much more recently and due to the huge efforts of Emma Wright sitting next to me we also launched an education platform which has been so exciting to see form Emma do you want to speak more to that particular idea Yeah, I can jump in. So we launched our sibling platform, ATL On Demand Education, I believe in September, but it had, it had been many, many months in the works. So it is essentially a a replica of the ATL On Demand subscription site. However, it's designed for an education audience. So as well as getting access to the now 28 productions in the catalog, there is also a portal which grants access to a a really impressive collection of supplementary resources and materials that are designed to assist in taking the productions into a classroom setting, whether that be primary, secondary, tertiary. So there's there's this host of, of resources for each production, which range from education booklets to behind the scenes footage, uh, interviews with the involved creatives, student response booklets, classroom activities there's there's a really a diverse mix of of resources that can really assist teachers in 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 yeah in giving students a really of all ages a really unique insight into the creative process of of the specific production which is really exciting for uh, particularly for productions that are designed for a uh, an education audience we have a selection of works on the catalog that are on australian education lists and so the the platform is is really ideal for those but also for 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 all the catalog and so that's that's been a really exciting development for us and somewhere that we're we're devoting a lot of attention um and and just really trying to yeah to service schools that that may or may not be able to access live performance you know bringing it into the classroom is is such a more I mean, we just think it's, it, it cuts out a lot of, of barriers to accessing, you know, taking a, a school group to, to a theatre. Obviously that comes with, with a pretty heavy price point and there's so much to organise. Whereas just, you know, logging into the platform and, and streaming the play in class, we just think going to open a lot of doors and inspire a lot of, of young people and, and potentially, you know, give people their first connection with, with live theatre that they may not otherwise have been able to access, which is just really exciting. I love all of that. I absolutely love all of that. The number of, like, branches that you were hitting all across, you know, you're hitting the entertainment that point, you're hitting the cultural aspect, including all of the cultures of your country. And then to top it off, you're like, hey, by the way, we're going to go and have education while we're at it. I mean, you are doing it all. This is incredible what you are doing with this channel and, and with the arts. I just, I'm, I'm in complete admiration of it. Thank you. So I, I, I kind of want to include something that we were talking about a little bit ago, which is, I feel like to me, one of the best things about this channel is I think a lot of American audiences are going to not only get to see great works that exist out in, in Australia, but they're going to start to get to see that, wow, some of their favorite pieces actually had their roots in Australia. We were talking about how 
the the tendency is for theater shows that originate in Australia to either go to Canada or the UK next, and then they make their way here to the States. So it's really, it's not often that pieces come straight from the Southern Hemisphere straight here to the US. And, you know, when they do make their way that way to here, we always go, oh, what a great piece that Canada's given us, or oh, the West End's gifted us this. And it's like, but... <laughs> Did they do that? Or, you know, if you go just a little bit deeper, you're going to find, wow, this was this great Australian playwright or this musical was actually put together in, you know, in Melbourne or something. And so I love the fact that U.S. audiences are going to get to start to see where some of these great works have originated there in Australia. And so I kind of want to build on that thought and I want to ask, you know, are you all recording or capturing newer works or classic works of Australia or is it a is it a good balance mix you know what what what, what is the goal in capturing all of that and I suppose Grant I should direct that to you first uh, yeah look yes to everything you said there is a new Australian work now with white Valley yellow tree there's another five productions that we filmed and they're all new Australian plays by new playwrights emerging playwrights and emerging actors. So we have a very sort of young contingency of Australian creatives in all shapes and forms, from lighting to sound to design to acting to dramaturgy to directing. And that's all sort of based not not just in Griffin. There are other companies as well. And then we have the, the more mainstream. So I guess a, a lot of the time, and we've got to be honest here, it's, it's opportune. It's opportunistic. In other words, sure, I mean, it'd be great if we could knock on any theatre door and any production and say, hey, we're going to film you. That's not always the case. There are many productions that we'd like to film that have had an option signed for film or TV. And once that option is signed for that play to move on into a film and TV medium, we're cut out. At this stage, I mean, we're trying to work on it. But so what we have, we believe, is 28 excellent examples of Australian theatre. And you're correct in saying that it's all, it's generational. There's some older classic Australian plays, Emerald City, This Much Is True, that's David Williamson, Louis Naura, Away, which is an iconic Australian play. I'm not sure whether it came to... I know it went to to England the way. I'm not sure whether it came to to New York, but it's a classic Australian play. So that's Sydney Theatre Company and MTC. And again, that's on the school curriculum at this stage. So a lot of students get to see that and we get that requested. But it's a beautiful production, beautifully performed. And that's on a quite a large stage. So we go from large stage, stage and even with the operas right down to the Griffin Theatre Company, which is a very 110-seat theatre at the moment. So, yeah, I think that's that's really what we have on our platform, isn't it, Lou, Sim? Yeah. Well, I don't, and then I, absolutely, Grant, and then we'd also, we also have the real classics, which we have, we have some Shakespeare and some opera, which, oh, are, yeah. yes, which are, you know, it's really fantastic to see Australian takes on those art, classical art forms as well. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing we forgot is that we're inviting other companies who happen to have filmed various productions to join our site under their banner. And one of those is Sport for Jove, which is specifically a Shakespearean 
company, although they do diverse with with new work as well, and most recently did that. As I said, uh, Pinchgut Opera Company is another company that we are working with. And indeed, there's a company in the UK that have contacted us saying, hey, listen, we've got this here. We don't know what to do with it. See, I think during COVID, quite a few companies had the idea of filming, did so. But a lot of our work prior to six years ago was getting the contracts in place. And I come back to that because music rights are difficult for us. We might film a play called The Italians, and we did, but it had Lady Gaga and Whitney Houston in it. Now, when you do that in a small theatre, you might end up paying 500 bucks for 20 seconds or something like that. But when you go to the music publishing rights for Whitney Houston or Lady Gaga and you're asking for that 20 seconds for possibly cinema streaming, that'll be, you know, 45,000 thanks. So we sometimes have to substitute under the guidance of the musical director or the artistic director. And, you know, there's ways around that. But, yeah, every contract is unique. Everyone has a different understanding of what this film production is going to do from I believe it's going to sell more tickets right through to this is going to be detrimental to our live production. So that that's how diverse the, the nature of the yes and no's are. So there's a lot of pre-production that goes on. I mean, you know, there were three plays last year that we desperately wanted. You know, I worked on it for like two or three months with writers saying yes and then the company saying no and then the writer's agent saying no. And, you know, so there's a lot of um, sort of pre-production. But generally the new writing, the emerging writers, of, you know, the young smart people go, yeah, great, film it. I love it. That sounds amazing. Mm. Lucy and Emma, I want to ask the two of you as producers with the channel, what can our listeners and soon-to-be viewers ex- you know, expect next? What, what can they hope to see next coming to the channel? Oh, there's we have such an exciting coming soon catalogue. So yeah, as of as of today, White Valley Elytree, which we've spoken about by Dylan Vandenberg, joins the platform. Next up in December, we have another opera from Pinchcut Opera Company, and that is Orantea, another Baroque opera. So we think that'll be nice, good fun for uh, over the Christmas period. And then next year in January, we have Port for Jove's Romeo and Juliet, which is a beautiful, beautiful production. And we're really excited to, to add that to the catalogue to show the world how Australia does Shakespeare. And then after that, as Grant has mentioned, we have uh, four more productions coming from Griffin Theatre Company. So we have Ghosting the Party by Melissa Bubenick. We have Golden Blood by Merlin Tong. There's Pony by Eloise Snape. And those are four brand new Australian works, cover a really diverse range of, of genre and style, but they're all like incredible, incredible works. So we're, we're super excited to share those. There's, what else is in the mix? We also have a production of another new Australian play. It's Girl Band by Katie Warner, which was actually produced and presented by New Ghost Theatre Company, which Lucy is the artistic director of. Lucy directed the production and it's it's a remarkable work it's led by an all female and non-binary team and that's on stage and off 
Uh, so it's a really, really incredible celebration of of women in theatre. And so, and it's it's a play with music. So it's bringing to life a, a 90s girl band and and all the sort of drama that comes with that. So we're, we're very excited to share that one. Yeah, absolutely. We've had so much fun over here in New York getting to experience all your theatre. We saw Six the Musical last night, which we loved. And we saw Stereophonic from Playwrights Horizon a few nights ago as well. So it, a girl band, of course, is so much in that genre as well. So it's so exciting to have that kind of intercultural sharing be able to bring our Australian stories in that genre to America as well oh that sounds so amazing I love all that just a couple last questions for this first part and I think one that our listeners might be mulling around that Lucy and Emma I want to direct at you which is can we talk about the price of this I mean we've got this very very fantastic diverse theater from the other side of the world, I mean, the price of this is probably going to be up there with Netflix and Paramount Plus and everything. What, $12, $13, $16 a month, right? Oh, haven't we got surprises for you? So, look, the exchange rate is also very in your favor right now, can I say? So at home, we we are very affordable. Of course, accessibility is, is number one for us. So we're doing everything we can to keep those prices as low as possible. So the first seven days is free straight off the back. And after that, it is in Australia, $7.99 a month. Over here in the US, that's currently $5 a month. So I'm particularly currently surfing Broadway. Uh, tickets are to see live theater are getting more and more expensive. So we're so excited to, to really create an accessible way to view theater. And then our yearly subscriptions, even less. I think it's in over in Australia, it's 75 for an annual season pass. And over here, that's about 49, I believe, US to access it for the whole year, which is less than a Broadway ticket. That is insane. That literally $49, that is a cup of coffee every day of the week. And then your whole subscription is paid for a year. Yeah. Out of this world. Now, Emma, is is Australian Theatre Live a channel that you can like add to your smart TV? Is it like an app? Or do we have to go to the website to, to watch? Yeah, so this is something that we've we've been working on uh, since launching in October of last year. You know, how how can we make the platform, you know, the best possible viewing experience for our subscribers? So yes, platform can be accessed just through an internet browser at stream.australiantheatre.live. You can then connect your computer to a larger screen via HDMI cable and screen that way. Otherwise, we fairly recently launched an app with Google Play. Mm. So that is for Android TV users. And also it can be streamed via, if you have an Apple TV, it can be streamed via, I believe it's, is it Apple? Yeah, you can cast it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, through Apple Box, you know, like you can cast. The smart casting, yeah. 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 Yeah, so there are a few options there. And it's it's certainly something that, you know, getting at with Google Play was actually supported by a wonderful philanthropist who who made that possible, uh, Victoria Taylor. Mm. So we're, we're really fortunate that there are people that are sort of championing us and helping us to really, yeah, just to make it a really easy, friendly user experience. So so hopefully there'll be there'll be more of that in the future, more ways to to make it a super simple process. But at the moment, yeah, those are those are the options and they sort of cover cover the territory pretty well so it's 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 fairly easy to get it up onto a big screen which is always the best way to to experience the productions well lucy emma you both kind of led into my final question which i'm actually going to pass over to grant which is 
who do you hope have access to this channel, Australian Theatre Live? Oh, there's some children's shows on there too. There's one about dinosaurs, which we filmed in the Sydney Botanical Gardens with life-size, well, not life-size, but human-size dinosaur puppets that were there to scare children. Well, not really, but, you know, the, it was, it was, it's a a play about the history of dinosaurs in Australia and Australian dinosaurs, and they come out as though it's a petting zoo. A petting zoo. So who do we want? Well, honestly, I, I think, as I said, from those kids, oh, that's one thing that we may be doing is we had a meeting with the Washington Children's National Hospital and they have a media centre inside their children's hospital, which has screens in a lot of the rooms. And also they have a big screening room and they are keen to screen a, quite a few of our plays, which are there for, for younger children as well as teenagers. So we do have, you know, a capacity. There's quite a few products, aren't there, Emma Luce, with uh, that would be suitable for, you know, uh, 15, 16, 17 year olds. Yeah, most of, most of the catalogue is suitable for for that age group. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and then really, so it's all ages we we go for. Yeah. I think we'd we'd love to welcome you know all audiences to the platform. I think anywhere from you know we'd we'd love to welcome theatre loving community who who are very familiar with the theatre and and who you know book their tickets and 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 get in live spaces regularly to people who have who who have never experienced live theatre. I think that's a really exciting audience for us introducing first time theatre goers to to our art form. I think that's that's a really exciting potential audience for us. But because of the nature of the catalogue, there's really something for everyone. As as Grant has said, it, it's such a diverse range of productions that we, we cover all genres, all styles, all sort of yeah, forms, which which means that that hopefully everyone's taste will be will be catered to. And and you can go on a really exciting journey of of traversing what Australian theatre looks like. Absolutely. And yeah, just to add to that, we spent our last year really connecting with Australian audiences, particularly in regional and rural areas. And now we're just so excited to be here in the US. And I'm so passionate about showing the talent in Australia to our international community and particularly here in America. So I'm really excited to hear back from our American audience and new American audience and have that intercultural exchange here. So that's something that's of particular excitement to me at the moment. Yeah. Oh, and finally, the education platform. I mean, we've had meetings with Lee Strasbourg School, with universities, in order to have this cultural exchange where they may screen one of our films and then we have a live Zoom meeting with the, the, with the students and with the director or the writer or the actors. So there's an immediate live interaction after the screening, depending on timing. So that, there's that education. So if there's anyone listening to this podcast that is involved in drama in university or colleges, please, you can email us through hello at australiantheatre.live. Hello at australiantheatre.live. That's on the end there. And let, let's talk. Let's let's see what we can achieve in this cultural exchange. Because also, we'd like to get some American student work on our platform as well. You know, so that that's the idea is this cultural exchange.
our second part of the interview. I know we are a little bit short on time, but I yeah. can't let you all leave without asking the ultimate question that we ask. My favorite question, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? I'll start us off just by saying, I mean, I'm so I call myself a specialist in, in new new writing and new theater. So I direct it, I produce it. I'm that's really where my love is. But if to be completely honest with you, it all started with Wicked, bloody Wicked. I went and saw it as a 15-year-old over in Perth, Western Australia, where I grew up, and it changed my life as a little as a little baby. I was just became obsessed with musical theatre. I wanted to be a musical theatre star myself, and that is how I ended up down this road. Of course, found out on the way that I can not dance, nor sing, nor act, it turns out. So it's, it's my route has taken quite a different journey to those to that genesis. But can you believe it, it, it really is, it just show like what these one-off experiences for, for young people can, how that can change your life. And that certainly happened for me. Love that memory. Who doesn't have a memory tied with Wicked too? What a oh, great show. I love it. Thank you so, so much for that. Emma? Sure, I'll jump in. I'll go with a more recent memory. So I believe, and I'm probably way off, but I believe this was in 2016, 2017, perhaps. It was my first trip to, my first like solo international trip. I went to the UK to do some training over there. And I called the train into London to see a show called Dust by Millie Thomas, which is a new, it's a new work, a one-hander, one-woman show that Millie wrote and performed in. I knew nothing about the show going in. It was in a a relatively small theatre. I think there were probably about like 70 seats. I sat in the front row. It was not allocated. And it was just one of the most moving productions I've ever seen I like I pretty much had to be ushered out of the space afterwards because I couldn't stand I was just like sitting in my seat still weeping with the house lights on and everyone else having left the theater it was just so remarkably moving and so incredible to see this obviously a a passion project from Millie that she had you know birthed in just the most extraordinary way such an important story as well around mental health and 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 suicide and and to see that just in such a unique way and performed so yeah it 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 was just an experience that will, will definitely stay with me forever that is a fantastic memory wow i'm gonna have to look the show up now thank yes, you so please much do care. please do it's extraordinary I guess for me, it's casting way, way back as to the impetus for my journey, which has been going for some years and years and years. It was the Ensemble Theatre, and I was in high school, and I saw the night Thoreau spent in jail and fortune in men's eyes over a period of a week with my high school. And then I went and saw Death of a Salesman at the Parade Theatre, which was then the Old Tote Theatre Company. So, I mean, that, since then, of course, there's been many plays where, as Emma mentioned, I've similarly been sort of hard to walk out, you know, very loath to stand. And there have been many productions that... And and the, the thing that happens with me is if as the curtain rises or as the 
as the stage lights come up, I'm generally overcome. Doesn't matter. And I haven't even seen the play. You know, so that that's how much I am involved. But those sort of three plays really set me in, in motion, set me in my on my journey. Uh, you know, Death of a Salesman, I still, you know, I can still see certain scenes that that existed within that that particular production. And the same with Fortune in Men's Eyes. And interestingly, the night Thoreau spent in jail was performed by Shane Porteous, who I really admire. And, and many, many years later, we worked together in a television series, you know, so those sort of things. So as a, as a young schoolboy, I eventually ended up working with him in, in a project, yeah. That is so fantastic. I love that memory. I love all of those memories. Thank you all so much for sharing those. Great shows mentioned there. Are there any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline for any of you or for the channel that we might be able to plug for you? Yeah, what's our next upcoming production? Well, after after Waifali Yellow Tree, it's it's Orantea in December. Yeah. So and and you, this is actually the first time we've said that out loud. So you are getting a well, real bit of uh, of goss there because that has not been publicly announced by us yet. So you, beautiful listeners, are the first to know that that is the next to come on the platform, and and we're really excited for it. Yeah, it's such a special opera. Oh, that, that, yeah, the talent is really off the charts. So I really cannot wait to share that with a wide audience. And, and I can really encourage people to have a look at White Fella Yellow Tree. It, it, it is a beautiful play. It will become an iconic stage play for many, many years to come. In fact, forever. It deals with First Nation. It deals with the issue that I guess exists within America with the First Nations people here. For us, it, there's a lot more of a spotlight on the horrendous past that existed within our 230-odd years of war that we basically had with our First Nations. We essentially tried to wipe them out. And reconciliation is at the hearts of many Australians, and this particular play demonstrates that in spades so i can encourage people to see that i love that and that's the show that you've all been carrying with you as you've been premiering yeah. here in the u.s as we mentioned at the top of the show at the australian embassy in washington dc and then tonight as of recording at the dolby theater here in new york so that i've seen and heard nothing but great things about this show i cannot wait to see it and that leads to my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about Australian Theatre Live or about any of you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you, how can they do so? What are all our channels, Em? You, you've got the best brain for this. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. So you can follow us on socials at Oz Theatre Live and email us at hello at australiantheatre.live. Our website, there's a theme here, is australiantheatre.live. And of course, our subscription platform is stream.australiantheatre.live. And the education platform is education.australiantheatre.live. But yeah, please, please reach out to us. We love hearing from our audiences. We we love connecting with, with everyone and, and hearing about their experiences with, with our, our, our platforms. So we're always here to chat and yeah it's just brilliant to connect with you all 
Well, Grant, Lucy, Emma, thank you all so much for taking the time to stop by and speak with me. This has been amazing. I am so excited that Australian Theatre Live is now here in the States. And I can't wait to see where it goes next. So congrats to all of you. And thank you thank so you. much for your time today. Thank, thank you so much. We're off to our next meeting. <laughs> My <laughs> guests today have been the creative director and co-founder Grant Dodwell, the producers Lucy Clements and Emma Wright, all who are part of Australian Theatre Live, which is now streaming here in the U.S. You can visit australiantheatre.live for more information and to stream this fabulous channel. We also have some other contact information for this channel that, that we'll be posting on our episode description and social media posts. But for right now, head over to australiantheatre.live, get your subscription. It's $5 a month. That is insanely cheap for some incredible theater. You will not regret it. There's great things on there. We're so happy to be able to bring this to you. It's Australian Theatre Live, and it's streaming now in the U.S. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theatre in a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.